I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably be lost for words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost of Words DraftKings podcast. We're coming to you on the Monday, which is slightly unusual for us. Uh, Matt, um, we did do the betting and DraftKings show last week, so that, that came on a Monday. But generally speaking, we do this on a Tuesday. So we will have perhaps slightly less information on ownership and things like that. But as we're here on Memorial Day, we thought it'd be good to, uh, to get a jump and, and get things out early. Yeah, absolutely. And give you guys something to listen to maybe while you're off. Um, the one thing that I noticed when we do it earlier is the, the difference is like I still know who I'm going to play towards the top. But the tough ones when you get down to the bottom is when I'm going to be kind of sh- uh, scrounging a little bit. But we'll see. Yeah, it's funny for me because I think it's actually almost the opposite for me because like I do like a long shot um, article for uh, Ozchecker and that's already out. You know, People that listen to this now will already be able to go and see those. And my picks will be in there and they'll be a part of this show. So I kind of go in reverse. I kind of find out my sort of long shot picks, put that out, and then uh, then sort of nail down the top of the board. So probably actually it's interesting that you've got yours top one sorted out and mine are sort of longer shots. So hopefully between us we can kind of make some solid picks here. There um, we go. Got a touch on last week. I was terrible last week. I could I literally could not have got it more wrong last week. Yeah, I mean I was wrong in a lot of ways, and I'm the biggest the way that I only only way that I care about is that I should have bet Gorilla like we. I said I liked him a lot, and we talked about how he was a great play. I talked, like, everything. And I, I went back and listened to everything I said last week on multiple shows, and every single time I said he was a great play. Yeah, and, like, it, it was just, I mean, like, I, I think I kind of said that I liked Burns, um, which kind of stuck out to me as he finished inside the top six, not yeah. really as popular as it expected. But otherwise, it was it was pretty slim pickings for me. I think I said that Bezoiden Howe was kind of one of my sort of, plays that I thought could do well and he was top South African top 20 finished almost 21st I think um but other than that it was pretty pretty dire so I'm quite keen to move on from Chloe I don't know what happened there really like I don't I, don't, I can't really fathom as to why it went it was a bit of an unusual leaderboard like Grillo Schenk in the playoff Harry Hall tied with Scotty Sheffer and then Paul Haley Sam Burns Ricky Fowler Michael Kim like it was a really strange mix He's about Michael, Michael Kim, right? Yeah, so that, that that's good. But other than that, it was it doesn't really matter that my lower plays were good because my top plays were bad. So I was, you know, I was basically dead. Um, but I played a lot of English, played a lot of Grillo, but um, just Spieth and Morikawa up top really were just awful, and Spieth has kind of uh, derailed everything I wanted to do. Which, you know, I guess he isn't healthy, or if he is, then he's really just, you know, something's gone wrong. Look, we had this discussion, right? Like we, like you, you liked it. I thought it was a slightly risky play, and like, it just is what it is. Like you have to take that edge, and the same with Morikawa. I think, like, I, I think he's kind of gone. Like I don't know what's happened to him, but if he can't contend at Colonial, he can't win. I don't think. Like yeah. he's coming back to another course he likes this week, but I wouldn't like to see how this ends up. I guess touch upon Harris English there, really brutal. Uh, start to the front nine, wasn't it? Uh, four bogeys in the well, start against the middle part of the front nine, I guess, and from fourth on to nine, then he'd already played himself out of it. But then, I mean, going into the day, I really thought he was the most likely winner. I thought, like, mm. I was almost convinced he was going to win. Yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Like, especially when you see the people, like, you don't expect Harry Hall to win, you don't really expect Adam Shanks to win. So, it's it's kind of who's going to take that spot. And in the end, it was Grillo. And, I'm kind of glad it was Grillo. Like, 
he's been playing well. He's a player that we both like, I think. And, you know, it's, it's, his kind of form has been leading up to me. I've got another player this week that I like that's in a similar, similar sort of ilk to Grillo. I think he's sort of trending towards a victory and one that probably deserves one. So I guess without further ado, we'll go into uh, this week at the Memorial. Scotty Shepherd's 11-3, John Rahm 11, no surprises there. Rory McIlroy 10-6, Patrick Cantlay 10-5, Xander Shoffley 10-2. Pretty hard to argue, I guess, with with the top. I'd maybe flip Rory and Patrick Cantlay if I was being really like, you know, that that's just me because I've probably got a little bit of an anti-Rory bias in terms of recent form. But like, Cantlay's at the two-time winner of this event. Yeah, he's he's won at one and a half times at least. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's. <laughs> You know, <laughs> officially speaking, he's won it twice. But, yeah, he shouldn't have won that one. Um, it's funny that because, like, what do you do with that? I mean, what was he, what was he going to come like Second, third, anyway? Like, I guess it's still a great yeah, week, second. right? So, it's it's just, I mean, I just Ram played, like, the best round of golf and then come off the course and was told he couldn't play the second, like, the, the next round. Pretty wild, yeah, I saw, I saw something like he had the most strokes gained in the tournament, like, ever, and he only played three rounds. He was up by six. It's wild, isn't it? But like, can't they? Like, he's never finished. He's never missed a cut. His worst finish was 35th on debut. Um, he's, he's great he, here. He loves it here. And then you look at like Rory's record. I'm sure it's pretty good as well. Uh, he's got four top ten finishes here. Uh, three finishes 32nd or better over the last three years. It's, it's not quite as amazing as you would think for someone like Rory McIlroy. But I guess you can't grumble at four top tens over the last 15 years. Yeah, you know it's pretty good. Um, but, you know, I think that above 10 here, those, you know, I think it's Rahm and Cantlay are the two that are the hardest to avoid. I I, I could just see Scheffler winning another tournament. Like, he, it feels like he's due, which is ridiculous considering how well he's playing. But, like, 22nd is third. 22nd to third is last two starts here. Both of the times in the, because the other time he missed the cup was actually in that uh, workday charity open, which was just a bit more of a shootout. So, um just the way he's playing. But then, like, I guess he wasn't as good as he should have been, like, Saturday this past weekend. So, can't win them all. Yeah, you can't. I mean, he, yeah, his his consistency has been remarkable. I mean, just every week he's, like, in the top 10. It, it just seems like there's no way to completely get rid of him, uh, which is different than, you know, the Roms and the Rorys of the world where, you know, they do have those ceiling weeks, well, Rom more so. But it seems like when he's out of it, he's kind of out of it. But Scheffler seems like he's never out of it. Yeah, like he's just hitting his ball so well. But is he playing too much golf at this point? I hope so. <laughs> that's, that's the stance we're going to have to take this week. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna. That's the only thing I can see against him. Like that's, that's literally my only negative. But I don't really want to play him 11-3 because I want to try and get as much Cantlane as I can um, at 10-5. Any case for anyone over Cantlane in the 10-K and above? No, I just think Cantley's going to be there. I, I, I'm not betting him because I was hoping for a better number. But at that price, I mean, I just think you plug him in and just and just play him. Um, and we've gotten some, you know, eclectic leaderboards here where it's not always the best of the best up there. So I do think you can kind of fade this range. Other than you, you don't have to take two of them, um, even though it seems hard to fade Cantley, and then it also seems hard to fade both one of Rahm and Scheffler. But if you go two of them, it really limits what you can do. At 10-2, Xander's consistency is going to appeal to a lot of people, both current form and course form. Like his last, so he missed the cut on debut, but then he's not finished outside the top 18 in five starts. But he's never had a chance to win any of those. No. So I think he was like third at the third six-hole stage like a couple of years ago. But 
Otherwise, he's just he's never even been in it. Like they're backdoor top fifteen finish. They're like Matt Kuchar types. Um, so I don't really see any winning upside for Shuffler at the moment. No, no. I mean, could he win? Obviously, he's good enough. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't see how you can play him over Cantley unless it's going to be an ownership thing. Which if if it's anywhere relatively close, I'm I'm playing Cantley every time. Yeah. Um, let's go into the nines then. So it starts with Morikawa at nine nine, ends with Matt Fitzpatrick at nine. I can't, as I kind of previously alluded to, I can't take Colin Morikawa at the moment. Like it's just confusing what's going wrong with him. Yeah, I'm, I mean he's he's been really good here. He, he obviously won um, that work day event, yeah. and then he lost. He lost in the playoff. The Iran was uh, kicked out. Yeah, to, to Cantlay. So yeah, he's he's great here. Um, last week. I mean, I tracked him a lot. He just something's are obviously up with him. Although the numbers at the, the end of the, the day, the ball striking was good. It was good. Like he was what top twelve in both approach and tee to green. So he's he's hitting the ball well again. And I guess that's kind of every time we speak about him, that's kind of what we say. Like if you see that, then it can come. But I literally don't trust that the, the pass is going to come at any point. The ceiling has just been so low on him. Like yeah, he, yeah, he struck it well, but he still finished twenty ninth at the Charles Schwab when. Emiliano Grillo won. Like you can't. I, I just don't see the upside at this price. He's he's priced highly because of his course history, and that's the reason why he could do well. But I mean, it it's not like you're getting a discount this week. And then like this season, apart from uh, the tournament of champions, has he ever felt like winning? No, never. I guess the players he was inside the top three going into the weekend, but like it never felt like he was automatically going to win. And then since then. Fourth going into the weekend, the Masters didn't really feel like he was going to win that. Heritage, he was never there. Um, PJ, he was literally best place 19th. And then last week, the 29th was actually the best position he had a week. So um, it doesn't it doesn't feel pretty good for for Morikawa now. Whereas Hovland, it feels great. But I guess there's going to be ownership concerns with someone like Hovland. It doesn't, I mean, way too early to tell but i don't think it's going to be all that bad because i think there are some popular guys around and then i think you know people are going to say you know you go right above that and you can get to the um xander range and and things like that i love i love hovin this week i bet him to win um you know do i question some things about um around the green and stuff here he has been he hasn't been great at this course which is a little yeah. bit of concern workday he was good yeah, so he finished third in that workday event, but it was a bit like a, a bit of an easier um, setup. But he was 48th at that memorial that same year, and he shot a second round 66 and was eighth going into the weekend. So if his around the green game is getting closer, which I believe it is, then that we, we may be seeing the best ever effort from Hovland. If there's going to be an ownership discount because of that, because of the patchy course form, I'm, I'm kind of interested. I think that there will be a little bit, and I think there also will be a little bit Based on he struggled on Sunday and made him fall down the leaderboard um, at the mm. Ch- Charles Schwab, which doesn't really concern me at all. Uh, week after the after the major, so it is what it is. I do worry he's been playing a little bit too much golf. That's another kind of concern I have. But I think he, I think he's I've always thought he was gonna he could win this event. Like this is a very ideal spot for him. Well, it's it's very tee to green centric, right? Like I think I think the last three winners have ranked first in strokes getting tee to green and. Other than that, it's been like inside the top five. So it's it's pretty much you have to be tees green lights out. You have to be great with your approaches. Um, the the tough par fours, which I think he excels on, um, 
kind of the bag here so I, I can't really see a downside as a course fit and I think sometimes we have these conversations where we know a player is a good course fit and eventually it just comes to the top and that's the kind of way I see it um, yeah. yeah he um it just feels like he's gonna have this big one coming soon like I don't I don't want to even hear people say like he can't close whatever gosh, he, that's so ridiculous that's what I saw a little bit today when I when I looked I didn't look much but he's gonna be perfectly fine um and he's been the best in the biggest events. I mean, third at the Players, seventh at the Masters, second at the PGA. I think this is a big event. Um, tenth at API, so another elevated event there. Uh, in, the, in his last 24 rounds in the field, fourth in approach, third in ball striking, um, ninth in good drives gain. So he's keeping the ball in play for a you know a, a decently long hitter. I just think it's time. I wonder what his career would look like if he feels a little bit like Sergio in the, on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Like no one thought Sergio was ever going to win a major. He, just, he was just going to keep bottling them, and he didn't win a bunch in America, right? Like I don't, well, I don't remember him winning that many times in America. So like he did a lot of his damage on the DP World Tour or so, the European Tour as it was at the time. Like Hovland would have been exactly the same had he had been over there. So like it, there's no there's no way he would have closed out. I know Sergio won like 11 times in the end, but that was over like a 20 year career. I, I don't see why Hovland won't win. 11 events in 20 years. I hope it doesn't take him 12 more years to win a major, though. The 37, I think, Sergio yeah. was. Yeah. Do you, do you think he'll win 11 times on the PGA Tour? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So then I feel like Garcia is a pretty good comp then. Yeah, I think he is. But I, I, I'd hope that he could get a couple more majors. I still think, like, people said I was crazy when, right after Scheffler's at his hottest, I said I still think Victor can have a, a better career than Scheffler. And right mm-hmm. now it seems crazy. But if you look at how long these careers last, like, he is another... 14, 15 years of prime. Like, who knows what it's going to look like at that point? Scheffler has won. Like, I, I still don't think that's out of the question. I still, you know, I really, I really, I think his ceiling is probably higher than Sergio's. Um, but I think course fit wise and the, his total game looks a lot like Sergio's. Four times, like in all four majors, he's got a top 12 finish now. And he's been, he's been in the final group twice. So, like, what, like, I don't really care that he's only won the Maya Cobra twice in the Puerto Rico Open because. I don't really know why it matters. Like he's won broadly one of the bigger events on the DP World Tour of the season in Dubai. He's won the Hero World Challenge twice and beaten Scott Scheffler both times. Like he doesn't. I know they're not the biggest events, but I think people just maybe put too much. Like already he's been ninth and third in the players. Already he's been second in a WGC. Like it's it's not like he's really struggling in the big events. He just hasn't got over the line yet. He's 25. This this is one of those things where I think people are going to feel silly, like say he wins this week and they don't bet him, because we saw two weeks ago he's in contention with Brooks at the at the PGA, and he looks great for 98% of the round. You know, one bad shot, but he looked so comfortable contending. He was making putts, he was making clutch shots, uh, and then I think you know who cares about the Charles Schwab? He's coming down at the emotional letdown. Now it's another big event. We just saw him contend. I think this is the one that he gets done. I was actually. Kind of surprised that he played as well as he did last week. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't like him at all last week, and he just kind of – it seemed like he just played good with his C game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely getting into that kind of part of his game now where he's the one. So I like him. Uh, don't love Day this week. Like I think I've probably had enough of Day for now. He's got his win, and we might just see him struggle – not struggle, but like just not be as hot as he was for a little while. Cyril Hassan, I like at 9-3, like T3 monster again. 
I loved I love Hatton. We're we're aligned on that one. Um, those are my two bets so far of the week: Hovland and Hatton. Uh, he, what's Hatton done wrong this week? I, I think he's eight of his ten starts. He's finished in the top twenty. And then look at these elevated events. What he's done. Yeah, in terms of the last fifteen weeks, he's sixth in the field in terms of current form. Yeah. Which, bearing in mind, the people ahead, well, one of them is Sam Bennett, so that doesn't really count just because he had that 16th place finish in the Masters. So it's uh, Scheffler, Schauffele, Cantley, Rahm ahead of him. It's mm-hmm. a pretty uh, elite list, right? And to be honest, like, yes, Scheffler's uh, been more consistent, but I think I believe Hatton was going to win more over that span. Um, he didn't, but, like, it felt like he could. So, um, yeah, I, I think Hatton's great, and there's already been talk about sort of crossover of this and Wentworth because of the people that have won here, like Billy Horschel won here last year, Ram plays well at Wentworth. I don't know if that's a little bit of a stretch based on the fact that they're just the better players that are going to be going back and playing Wentworth, but like, it, if there is anything to that, then that's obviously a plus as well. That's funny. I wrote about that, and I looked up – so this morning I was looking – I didn't know that pe- people had already drawn this conclusion because I don't read much uh, other people's previews just because I don't have time and – um, also, I, for my process, I don't like to because I don't like to form opinions before I look into it myself. So, yeah. so this morning was the first thing I looked at because I was like, "Oh, Billy won this," and I was like, "What else is Billy won Wentworth?" So I dug into it and I got I got a couple more things of why it it seems like. Well, the, Benny Ann was second there, and he's won Wentworth. Like John Rahm, two seconds of Wentworth. Brandon Grace has played well there and here, and like the, there is there is definitely something to it. I just I just wonder if it's a little bit of a reach based on. Like, are they just the best players in the field, I guess? Which is right, probably right. the case all the time. I think the Benny Ann one is kind of interesting in that sense because he's, you know, he's not, not one of the better players yeah. in the field. And I then, guess Brandon Grace is probably the same, really. Right. Molinari won at Wentworth. I know he was a great player in 2018, but he was yeah. third at Memorial in 2015. Horschel won both, which, yeah, he's a good player. But, I mean, that seems a little... He also only has his courses, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's his. Co- so that, that's what makes me feel like it's more of a course fit thing. And these guys who have the similar course fits. Norn won at Wentworth. He's the 13th at Memorial. Uh, Rose won Memorial, multiple top tens, which that can go, you know, closer to your point of just a better player because he's great on the European Tour. Yeah. Um, who else? Lowry won Wentworth. He's he's been sixth here. Yeah. Um, Hovland was fifth at Wentworth. So if we like that, then there we go. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it can't hurt, I think would be one of the things. Another player who may just be the deciding factor as to whether it is important or not. Andres Romero was second here behind Tiger Woods in 2012, and he has a top six finish at Wembley. There you go. That, see, I was looking that, for... That's probably it. Like, like, I just saw his name here on like Wikipedia, and I was looking at the memorial, and like, I was like, I'm pretty sure he must have done something well on the DP World Tour. Like, he was a good player there, and... That was it. Sixth on the uh, at Wentworth. Is he playing this week? Uh, that was kind of my goal for the no. low six k guys. Find someone who's who's done that. Yeah, no, no, he hasn't. So he's not in. But yeah, I mean, this is a guy that I mean, he's he's won twice on the DP World Tour, lost in a playoff to Sebastian Soderberg. So he's had a decent enough career on the on the DP World Tour, but not something that suggests that he should finish second. Um, on the PJ Tour, although he has won on the PJ Tour, he won the Jury Classic. Sebastian Soderberg, he um, what nationality is he? Swedish. He beat Rory McIlroy at Crans. It was the same. It was the same year that um, that you had a Swede win this thing too, didn't you? Who was that? Um, Lingmurth. Not Lingmurth. Yeah, Lingmurth won this in 2015. Yeah, he did. But is there, I think there's another one. Uh, Carl Peterson. 
Yes, yes. Yeah. Here you go. Swedes. There's some Swedes to it as well. Um, anyway, we're going on a bit of a tangent there. But, like, yeah, there, there may be something to the Wentworth thing that I've maybe discounted a little bit too early, which is only going to strengthen Hovland and Hassan's cases in the nines. Is that enough for the nines then? I don't um, think you're going to, like... I think we can talk about others, but they're, they're going to be the two guys, right? Yeah, yeah, those are the guys. Uh, let me. The only thing, I mean, JT is interesting. He has some good history. Uh, yeah. Slight. I mean, he one was work day, lost in that playoff to Morikawa. Is it just the same? Every, is it just the same every week for JT? Yeah. Though? Is it yeah. just going to be like he's interesting and ends yeah. up he's not? I mean, Fitz uh, is a great course fit. Yeah. He was disappointing at the PGA. He was. I know you can forgive someone, you know, one week and he massively improved in the second round, but he's also pretty disappointing at Quail Hollow. Um, I don't know about Fitz. Like it's he's he's got a he's got a third place finish here already. It's pretty good. Like that would have been before he was on his run. It's weird that like since he's been a good golfer or a better golfer on the PJ Tour, he's missed two cuts. Yeah, it's interesting, and, and he's one. Of the, I think he's still on one of those come downs after his win, which you see happen a lot of the time, unless you're Tiger Woods. So I'm still not probably not going to play him, but he just seems cheap, and I don't think people really will go there. Yeah, no, that's interesting, uh, and and probably expensive enough. Like we say, he's cheap. Like he's cheap relative to what he should be, but like he's expensive enough that people can sort of skip past him, right? Like yeah, because he's not playing the best he's played. Right. What would he be like? What would he be like if he was just coming off the heritage win? I think 96, 98. Yeah, so it's not that far removed from that, is it? So <clears throat> it'd be interesting. Um, Spieth, we've already spoken about at the top eight, nines. I don't like Cameron Young. Like, I think he's lost it for a time being. I think Hideki's interesting. I love Hideki. Love him. Yeah, I think, you know, when we had this conversation maybe last week where we said that, like, at some point he's going to win that big number? Yeah. It could be this. I agree with that. Uh, I definitely do. I, I saw forty to one. I think it's great. Um, he's. I actually, I actually thought he'd be bigger in an elevated event. I actually thought he'd get closer to the fifties, like because despite the fact that we think he's playing well, like he's still been twenty third and twenty ninth the last two starts. It's not like he's like motoring through the field. I think people are just aware that he is playing some solid golf. I guess. Well, I think it's the course history too. Yeah. I mean, he's he won here. His first ever win was here, and he just seems like if you if you could build a, a golfer to play this golf course, he. F- he could be it like the long irons. He's great on the bent grass greens. He's good around the green. Um, one here. And since it's when he finishes a fifth, 13th and sixth at a seven starts. Uh, and it seems like he's striking the ball. Well, I mean, PJ championship, he gained 10.6 T to green. I think that was eighth in the field. And then I like the fact that he rested last week too. Yeah. I think it was, it, he needed that. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see what he does after a week of rest. Cause he's not had much that recently. The fact that he also, I think he's, the only one to one of those course debut over the last sort of 10, 12 years um, yeah. is, is pretty big. So I do like him. And I also like Ricky Fowler at 8.5, which isn't going to be a shock to people. Um, not because I particularly have this love in for him, but but he's got two second place finishes here, 11th, 8th, 14th, two more 20 seconds. Like he's absolutely electric on this golf course. Yeah, he's great here and he's just so consistent. I mean, 8,500, I never, it seems like a bargain for considering what he's been doing. The winning upside is is questionable. You know, I think some may think he can win, some maybe think he can't. But either way, I mean, his last seven starts, he's come out of the top 15 once, and that was the PGA Championship. Yeah, and and, and this is when I say, like, when we get to weeks where he's 18 or 22 to 1 or he's, like, 9,500 on DraftKings or whatever it is, 
these are the weeks I wait for. Like, I, yeah. I, I legitimately don't think, and I say this about people on the DP World Tour and anything like that, I don't think it's going to be the field strength that's going to hold him back from winning. Like, it is some of these people in, like, the sevens and things like that. It's purely going to be, does he have it on Sunday? Does he get close enough in the first place? But does he, once he gets in the contention, have that kind of mental fortitude on Sunday to, to push on and win for the first time since 2019 or whatever it was? Um, I think he does. And I think on a course where he's got such good memories and probably should have won at least once here already, um, it might be time. It could be. It could be. I think he likes playing on these, uh, like he's likes playing in an Arnold's event, Jack's event. I think that, that's yeah, something that means history. Yeah. yeah, he likes history. And I think those guys really liked him too, um, or like him, you know, gravitated towards him. So I think that, that kind of is, it would be really fun to watch him contend at Memorial. Yeah. I, I just think almost like the harder it gets is the better as well. Like I, like I think sometimes I know like in contention in the end that could, you know, prove difficult because that's when your swing can kind of fail at the, at the worst times. But like sometimes I think you just like when you haven't won for a little while, trying to make birdie after birdie after birdie is tough. Whereas on these ones where your kind of par means a decent amount on some of these par fours, I think they're probably quite a good thing for Ricky. Yeah, I, I love Ricky. I'd love to see it. I, I wish he just had contended once this year. I just it. He's close. That's, that's the no. thing. Closest he's come this in the calendar year was last week, though, sixth. So he was second at the Zozo, wasn't he? But, like, at the start of the season, this is the best finish of the year so far. But the sixth, I feel like that was as best as he was all week, too. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. That's yeah. the best he's done all week. Like, he wasn't he wasn't sixth and fell away from contention. Like, he was never going to win. Um, yeah. T- tough to know what the winning upside is, but I do like him at 8,500. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I looked at the guard, I looked at Connors, decided against them for now. May change my mind a little bit. I could be talk, definitely talked into either one of those. Um, what are we going to do with so the trio of Lowry, Scott, and Siwoo Kim are interesting, I think, at 8,100, 8,000. 8, yeah, I, I prefer Lowry of the three. I don't think that will be, um, you know, unpopular at all, but. I like the Wentworth connection. We talked about that. No need to go further into it, but I think there is something there. I also think the fact that he played so well at the PGA Championship and then gets a week off, which I think is good for him. Um, this past 24 rounds, and it, it really has some bad stodge in there. He's 10th in ball strike, and he's 5th in good drives gained. I think the fact that you might not have to get too many birdies this week is is good for him because his putting has been horrible, like really horrible. Um, but... 5.5 on approach to the PGA, 3.7 off the tee. I think he's starting to round back in. He still, I feel like he still owes us a a, a good solid win. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, I just don't know with him. Like, does it does it always feel like that? Like a little bit like, like the extended version of JT. Like, yeah, we always think it's going to happen. It's going to happen at a good price, and it doesn't. Yeah, but this is just the price. I mean, he's 50, 50, 55 to one right now on FanDuel to bet, and I. And also the 8,100 or whatever, like he doesn't have to win. There's, there's no doubt in, you know, for DraftKings, I think it's great. Like, I think even at like, I guess the 50 plus one is still some each way value as well for betting in terms of that. But like, there's no doubt and he's a good course fit. Like he, like he's Cyril Hatton without the kind of putting upside at the moment. But I actually just, I really like Siwoo Kim. Like mm-hmm. for, for some reason, I just, I took a lot of, um, What's the word I'm looking for? A lot of encouragement from the fact that he finished tied 29th at Colonial last week. 
when that was a course where he's like missed the weekend five times and a best finisher tied 66th. So when he finishes top 30 there, I think that's almost as good as he's going to do around Kona. It doesn't really suit him. And then you look at the fact he's been top 20 in approaching four of his last eight starts inside the top 17 and he's green into the last three. This guy's a four-time winner and he's already lost three playoffs as well. So he could have been very easily a six, seven-time winner. And he's finished 18th, 9th and 13th at this golf course. Like, I think that it kind of plays into Siwoo's Kim's hands a bit. Um, yeah. I like all three of those guys a lot. I, I agree with you on Siwoo. It seem, seems like it makes a lot of sense. And then Scott, who seems like he's starting to round into form more. I guess Scott and Fowler are in the kind of same thing, that they've kind of played some really good golf and remind us who they are again without really looking like they're going to win. Yeah. Scott, do, I mean, who, who do you think wins? Who do you think wins first? Ricky. Yeah. I like, I, I, was, I kind of have a feeling about Scott at Hoylake a little bit though, but. Um, I like Ricky at Hoylake though. Like I he was too. second, wasn't he? Yeah. I have 125 oh. to one on him there. Nice. I don't know. I, I, at the time, but you didn't even know if he was going to be in the, in the field. I think, I think now he's locked in though, right? Yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure he's actually got his place already. Like he's actually confirmed, but it would be anyway through the world rankings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, what price he is now? Cause he won't be anything like that now. Right. I mean, I think he's still probably pretty good. Maybe he's not in. Like maybe because I can't, I can't actually find odds listed. I saw a world ranking update today, and I think it like today it, was that, that said he was in it, didn't it? That's yeah. what I saw that said he's now booked his spot, which I'm assuming means he can't be out of the top fifty by the time it comes around. Yeah. So maybe that... maybe he hasn't actually got in yet or been priced up. But if you can get anything like around those odds that you just said, then I think people should be doing that. Yeah, for sure. It feels a little bit like Jason Day at the PGA that never played out, but there we go. Yeah, either way, it's a good bet, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, any more do you want to talk about in the eights? Eight, eight. No, I think those bottom three I, I like a lot. Um, Connors makes sense. He'll be popular. Ricky looks great, yeah. I'm happy to skip to, uh, Tom Kim, sorry, at 7-9. I'm kind Me of too. done with that for now. Yeah, I was never, I was never not. I was never in on to begin with, but well, I've done it. Well. Like I've done sort of talking about it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I think Henley, Bradley, and Grillo all make sense. The seven nine and seven eight. Yeah, they're all basically the same guy. Yeah. Like like they've all got a chance of playing really well here, I think. Good um, long iron players, yeah. I mean, for sure. I, I like Henley. What did he do last week? We we kinda of talked about him, but I forgot. He started okay. Let's just let's have a look. Yeah, he finished sixteenth. So Actually, he didn't. He he finished better than he started, which is which is encouraging. Uh, Bradley took the week off, and Grillo obviously won. So, I guess people are not going to think that Grillo can sort of contend after winning after so long. But he's got a ninth and eleventh place finish this year, thirty second here last year. It's a pretty good course for him. Yeah, it's a good course for all three. Again, like I really think they're very similar players. Um, I I, I would play all three of those guys. Bradley had back-to-back eight play finishes here back in the day and then has done nothing since. But I think people forget that he went through a couple of years of really like tough spells as well. So, um, but it, are we going to get burnt by Woodland? I guess, I guess you're not going to put yourself in a position to get burnt by him. I, I, I'm not. I've, you know, like I said before, it just seems like he just, whenever he seems like he's a great play, he's not going to do well. And then, you know, vice versa. Um, but are people going to be off of him now because of that PJ Championship lit down? Probably. Because he's three top six finishes here. Yeah, yeah, true, true. I think it's probably probably right. I think a lot of people go away from him. 
Um, but I, I'm just. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't ever want to do it again because it was so painful at the PJ. Um, but it just. It looks like it makes sense again on paper. Done with Cam Davis for now. Keith Mitchell, 76. Nah. Feels like he should be good for Mitchell, though. No? It's not, I don't know why it doesn't really... Like, his driving is going to be really important here. But then even that's gone off a little bit, right? Like, didn't we have this discussion about the PGA? Like, his driving's gone away a bit. Yeah. And this is going to be weird, but right next to I like Danny McCarthy. I was really surprised at you saying that. But, yeah, give us the case on Danny McCarthy. He was fifth here last year. Yeah. Um, and he he just rated out really well for me. Um, 29th at the PGA Championship, 8th at the Wells Fargo, which is elevated, obviously. Um, so I just think he he doesn't – you don't have to be that long off the tee. So I don't think that – you know, I just can picture him as one of those guys. Like, you know, you get all these studs and you get a couple random guys on the leaderboard. Like, he could be one of them. He's like – he's rounding himself into like a really solid player as well. Like, just – really making a career for himself so it's fine i don't know necessarily he's gonna suddenly get that first win here but no 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 you no. don't need him to at 76 like we're, we're probably not talking about those type of players now um i guess the one person that, that you feel like could still win a tournament in this kind of range is is, is that not well there's a couple that i'm gonna come on to but like the first one here is horse at 75 i don't think he's gonna go back to packs he's not playing well enough but like it feels cheap he sucks he was terrible ball striking last week even though he played well right He's ter- he's been so bad all year at it and everything. Like he was like, I think what he, someone said they bet him like 130 to one or something last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, he finished fortieth. Yeah. Like it's just there's not. But like he was really encouraging. Like round one, I think it was like top ten after round one, and then just went away. He's like, yeah, he's, he's, he's not good enough, is he? Um, Cooch. Yeah, I like Cooch. Um, I I like that every, he's been t- every week. Yeah, I like him every week, and he really hasn't let me down much um pj i didn't i didn't like you couldn't like him there but no. um it was good at wells fargo it was good at heritage it was good at valero all these spots where you think he might be should play well he's playing pretty well he has good history here yeah win runner up three more top fives over the last 15 years another top eight he's really good here so Great. definitely i love harris english though at 75 like, I, I want to go straight back to the well with him. I know he lit a lot of people down in the final round last week, but I see no reason why he can't come back here and, and do really well. Like, he's doing everything you want from a player that should fit Mufil um, Village, and he's already shown he has with, like, 13th and 18th place finishes as well. Yeah, two of his four starts here, I think, have been really good, or two of his five. And he still gained four strokes in approach last week. Yep. Um, and the fact that he was contending, he really didn't putt it very well. I think is is encouraging. Um, he he's a better golfer than he is priced right now. I just think it's one of those things where he's that type of golf that tier of golfer that is going to go through their um, peaks and valleys, and I think he's kind of leading back into it. Let's see, what did he do last week? Um, I just want to see the round by round. So first round he was great. Second round he was incredible. Three point two in approaches. Second round, third round he lost one point seven on approach and uh, one point nine putting. He just had he just had one bad round. That was all. But everyone kind of points to being last, uh, like yesterday, right? So yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Like he was inside the top three all last week going into the final round. And then he's just been third at Quail Hollow. Obviously, the, the 13th was in the pairs event. But like, I just think he was, he was running up at Bay Hill. Like, there's, there's a interesting one, like Steve Rawlings on a Betfair, like flagged up that like a lot of players that have had success here in the past have 
either won or contended in Florida earlier in the season as well. Like it's a good time for like a peak and a value, like you just said. So maybe there's something to that for English as well. Pat and Lowry, Victor, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I love English at seven five. I think I think like he's still 125 to one. And yeah, everyone kind of considers him to be like a sneaky player at the PGA, which I agreed with. Like his major form was really good. I don't see why that wouldn't be the same case here at a big pro. Yeah, and there's progressions to this thing, right? When you're trying to make that little comeback, you got to first get your feet wet, then have one really good round. I remember last year he had like a, a 10 under round at like the uh, Travelers, um, you know, the when he was kind of making his comeback. And I think now he's kind of getting that late stage of those progressions when the next step is going to be winning. Yeah. How good of a goal for his Kurt Kitsiama? Nah, I, I feel like I'm the wrong guy to ask that question to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's a bit better than... I know there's, he's obviously been getting some credit recently, but like he's really solid Like in these bigger events. Um, I don't necessarily think this is his golf course, but if we're talking about that kind of Florida swing and the fact that he's just finished fourth at the PGA, it's, it's not bad. Um, it's a bit volatile for me at 7-4, but like... It's interesting. Yeah, he's cheap, huh? He's missed. He played yeah. here once and missed the cut. Yeah. Um, fourth of the PGA. I don't even. I don't remember him being at the PGA, but he gained a lot on approach, and he did yeah, it last week. He was great. Final round. That's basically all that happened there. Um, the same price. I love Benny Ann. Yeah, why and not? And, and he's going to stick out. Like he's been fourth in tee green in three of his past five starts. Been eighth and fourteenth in approach. Um, his best ever finish on the PGA Tour came here when he lost in a playoff. So that was to Bryson. He's had three other top 25 finishes at his golf course. He was sixth going into the final round last week at Colonial. It feels a little bit like Emiliano Grillo's career arc. Like, I know yeah. Benny Ann hasn't got that PJ Tour win, but he had the Wentworth win. And that was a big win on the DP World Tour and came over here and kind of played pretty well. Like, it feels a pretty similar career arc without having the win. Yeah, I mean, the, the, um, the win at Wentworth is a bigger win than Grillo's first win. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that makes sense. And there's no reason not to play him here. He might be a little popular. That's okay. Uh, I just think, do I think he's going to win this again? No, but I think he's just loves the golf course and he's the type of guy who kind of does have repeat performances on golf courses that he likes. Yeah. And, he, and he's just ball striking. is just so reliable right now, which is good to see. Um, any others in the seven, three, seven, two, I guess all the way down to seven range. Um, Fox, I, he was playing really well last week. We talked about playing him, and I actually did a little bit, and then he seemed like he was doing good. Then I stopped paying attention when my top guy sucked, but it seemed like he played pretty well last week. He's cheap. 21st, he finished in the end. He was 7th off the round, 1-16th going into the final round. That backed up a 23rd place finish at the PGA, a 26th at the Masters. Match play, he did okay. 27th at the players. He's been really, just really, really solid, like, and get like this is probably shows the difference between the DP World Tour and the PJ Tour. So, like he was contending every week on the DP World Tour last season, and it looks like he's playing the same level of golf and just finishing in the twenties. Yeah, I mean him and then uh, Cebes as well. Like hmm. he hasn't been doing anything wrong. He just finishes between twenty nineteenth and twenty eighth every single week. Yeah, yeah, and he's been twenty seven, twenty uh, second and thirty seventh here. So. I would say he's probably going to finish between those two results this week. And if he's that's, that's great, um, could you, could be your last guy in. So that's perfect. He could, yeah. Um, those are the two guys I like. Power is interesting always, but I don't know necessarily around this golf course. Um, uh, let me go into this. Good at uh, 
he was good at Wentworth, but yeah. Oh my God. I mean, 21st last week was decent. He made the cut again at the PGA Championship. Like he, he's just so solid, but just so disappointing at the same time. I guess like it's just I've got too many years of watching him on a DP World Tour to to really like it. Yeah. What are we doing in the high sixes? I do not have much on this yet. Um, thought Eric Cole was a little bit interesting considering he has some good results on Nicholas courses. Um, so I don't know. It, He's been playing pretty well lately. He just seems like he he's a guy who can kind of kind of be there. Todd, who I liked last week, didn't play well, didn't play great last week, but um, he kind of makes some sense for here. I feel like Bramlett is a player that could suit this type of test. Like he's a decent driver of the goal ball and playing better than he was back in his early career. I think. Yeah. Um, What's Herbert been doing? Nothing. Mm, I think he's been okay. Uh, cut last week. Yeah. He's played well here in the past, though, right? Yeah. 18th, I think he was on his debut. 18th and 48th. He's that type of guy. Like, I think he just kind of chips and puts it around without really doing anything yeah. else, which is which is fine. Like, if that's the way you want to do it, then then no problem. He's a big he's a big driver of the golf ball. Like he can drive it pretty well. He's just not the straightest, so it just depends what happens with that. Um, I love. I don't know what price he is here. 6700 Kevin Shulman. Huh. He's been playing too. like sneakily really well for like I say really well that that that's a stretch but like he when he was 50th at Riv he was 20th at the halfway when he was 27th um halfway at the Valspar when he was 27th at the Valspar he was 20th going into the final round he was 18th at the Wells Fargo second after round 1 and he was 9th last week 6th going into the final round. Yeah. So He's playing really solidly, and then when you look at his uh, his course form, he's got four top eight finishes and seven top 18s over the past 15 years. His 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 course form is ridiculous. I'm in, and he he's a he's another guy who I always think of as like a course form guy. You want him at the places he plays well. Like he's not been doing what Cooch has been doing, which is contending at the courses that he loves because he because he should have been doing that at like Valspar and like Texas if he, if he did. But he's been playing solidly enough. Yeah. I like it. I think it's a great play. That makes a lot of sense to me. 6,700. I like him. He's like 300 to 1. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. not going to win. But, like, he does know how to win. So, like, I think if he gets himself into the top 10 going into the final round, I don't see him being a guy that's going to finish 37th. He's going to finish 12 to 15 and play really well. Yeah, looking towards the bottom here, a guy kind of like at 6,200 is Ches Revy. Yeah, I I would I'd put together a team earlier. I'd probably have to try and do it again whilst we're while sitting here because I can't remember exactly what I did now. But he was like I I had sixty two hundred left and he was the guy. Like I don't know what was his course record like. He's finished seventeenth and twenty second his last two starts. One of them was the work day though. Yeah, but twenty second twenty second is pretty good. And then it seems like he's kind of finding something again. Like I don't think he's completely done for. I think he should have another little bit of a resurgence at some point. Um, made the cut of the PGA and gained 3.7 on approach, which is pretty impressive at such a short hitter. And then made the cut last week, 40th at uh, at that place, which I didn't think that was a huge, a great, really great place for him. Was 11th at Heritage, another elevated event. When he was 22nd here last time, like three years ago, whatever it was, he was fourth going into the weekend as well. Wow. So I think you do so, a lot worse at 6,200. Just to add some more fuel. So I'm going to try and going to see what that team was like put together. I know I started it with. 
Canva, obviously. Let's just see what I did, what else I did with it. Must have been Cantley. I think I might put Hatton in there. Ricky. Siwoo, maybe. Yeah. Uh, English, that might have been it. I may have done Cantley, Hatton, Fowler, English, Siwoo, Reevee. I like that. Like, Reevee's obviously a struggle, but everyone else feels really solid. Yeah, yeah. And you can, I mean, I, I think it's viable to, like, a lot of these elevated events, we've said, you can't go down to 6,200. Like, can Chez finish in 21st this week? I think he can. I, I actually think this is a, an actually, like, I think we should spend a little bit more time than we have been in this 6K range because I think it's actually a decent 6K week. Um, just looking at like names, like we'll, we'll maybe dive into them if anyone kind of catches their eye, but like Smalley, 6,800, Brendan Todd, 6,700, Sepp Strecker, 6,600. Um, Matt Hughes, 6,500, Hubbard, 6,500, play well last week. Andrew Putnam's been playing well, 6,400, Lipsky, 6,400, Matt Wallace, 6,300. Like there's, there's actually loads of names down here that are playing decent golf. That if we dive into them a little bit, they may be some viable options. Yeah, I was going to bring up Putnam. He has a 17th here in 2019, mm-hmm. and he's been getting better recently. He was good. We, t- we talked about playing him last week, we did play him last week, and he finished what 26th. Yeah, 29th, and, and he was actually right up there, wasn't he? He was third after round one, 10th going into the final day, Andrew Putnam last week. Yeah, Adam, first-round leader, he was finished third or whatever, so if anyone gets each ways on that, that's great. But um, So, yeah, I like Putnam. I think he is the type of guy. Like, I think the reason why 6K guys are more vi- viable here is because I don't think you have to hit it that long. So if these guys sometimes go under the radar when they're playing well just because of their style of, of you know, the way they play. Someone that played okay last week, I don't... I need to see what his record is here before I get too interested in him. I'm guessing it's probably not very good, which is why I can't find him. But Peter Malnati's 6,100. Wow. He's got a, he's got a 17th and a 65th here. The 65th was in the workday event, but he shot a third round 84. He was actually 22nd going into the weekend. Huh. Um, he's missed he's missed a bunch of cuts here, so like it's it's not like solid, but he's better than 6,100. 29th last week at Colonial, 22nd at the Texas Open. He's been really, like, really hit or miss. Like, he's 20th at Riv, four missed cuts. 22nd at Texas, two missed cuts. 29th. He's not playing a lot. Yeah. it's That's a risky one. And then you sure. can have Ling Murph as a former winner at 6K flat. Yep. Um, I liked him last week, Ling Murph. He didn't, he missed the cut, but, like, if I liked him last week, I probably should like him somewhere that he's won before. Right. And then at the minimum. Molinari. Yeah, I mean, you're going to keep trying to send me Molinari, and I'm going to keep saying no, but like, <laughs> I'm sure he's probably okay. I mean, what has he done here? You mentioned earlier he played what in 2015, right? Yeah, he's a couple. I think he's only played here five times. 20, 26th last year as well, and he was fourth going into the final day. Yeah, and that was when he wasn't really playing well. Obviously, okay. 6,300. Missed the cut of the PGA, but it wasn't terrible. 74, 73. Decent at Quail. 24th of Mexico. 14th yeah. at Bay Hill. Like, again, if that if that kind of Bay Hill peak and trough thing comes into play, like 63, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I like that. Blame. Norin, I don't know what happened. He's, he's dead, I guess. Brand Snedek is playing again for the first time. I just noticed that. 6,200. I used to love Brent Snedek. He was like my favorite player. 
That's the first time this year he's playing. First time, he's, yeah, he's played in the season. He played like the season opener, and it's the first time this calendar year he's playing. Why? I think he's literally broken. But to be fair, he's three missed cuts of withdrawal and 60th here over the last 50 years, uh, 15 years. So we can probably forget Brant Seneca. It's just really funny because every time I putt in, on a golf course, everyone calls me Brant Seneca because I do that little jabby thing because I, I little, can't complete my stroke. Little pop stroke thing. I've, I've, basically, I've basically got the yips without actually having the yips because I'm not <laughs> enough to have the yips. But like, that's what I do. Um, yeah, no one really cares about my putting stroke here. There's 6K guys. I mean, like, Matt Wallace has finished fourth here. Wow. 39th, fourth missed cut on this golf course. One of them That's was the, the first night was the work day. He's playing better than like being right down here, is he not? Yeah, I think he is. Um, but I said that last week. I was like, why is he so cheap? And then he missed the cut. But yeah. so, so he won. Uh, what was that? Puerto Rico? Yeah. And That's then no, Corrales, wasn't it? And then he played really well. He'd played really well the week before, hadn't he, at Valspar? Didn't he have a go at his caddy for, like, when he hit the ball off the cart path? Yep. Then, then he's missed four of his last... He's missed five of his last six cuts. So I guess that's why he's 6,300, but... He's I the type of guy turn it around. It is, he is, but I, I have a feeling he could be on the way down. I think it could be done. Yeah. Is this where Bo Hogue plays well, or no? Maybe. I don't know if he's actually playing this week, though. Oh, he is, 6K. Bohog, no. Uh, 37th and 53rd. Okay, I thought this is like his grandmother was a member or something. And then um, <laughs> Maybe. That might be true. It just might be why he's finished 37th instead of missed cut every week. Uh, Thirsty Lawrence, 6 Actually, no, I'm, I'm making that up. Sorry, that's his current form, 37th and 53rd. Let's have a look. Hogue may be up there. I could be doing a disservice here. And his grandmother. Uh, <laughs> Bohog, where is he? Like right at the top now, isn't he? In terms of course form, I literally can't find him on my list. It might be easier if you have a search tool to find him. Yeah, uh, um, miscut 2022, 13th, 13th, yeah. There you go, Bo Plug him in. So his grandmother is a member, that's right. Yeah, that all makes sense now. There's no other reason he finished 13th, is there? So, <laughs> exactly. What about Mackenzie Hughes? Like he, he always just shows up in these tournaments where his game shouldn't fit, but ends up does. Uh, yeah. Has he done anything here? Sixth. Oh. He's got. He was 37th last year, where he was actually the first round leader, and he was 13th going into the weekend. He was sixth two starts before that. He was 48th in the charity open, where he was 19th going into the final round, 10th at the 36th hole stage. So he's been 10th after 36 holes. He's finished 6th, and he was the first-round leader last year. Wow. Okay. And he's 6,500. And he's 14th for the Byron Nelson not that long ago. Just, he just loses strokes and approach every single week. Isn't that just his career in general? Yeah, but it's just it's so bad. I still it's, remember someone told, tried to like, write an article that he picked up length. That's, is that unfounded? We, we talked about this, I think, when at the time. And, yeah. Um, is it, that not true? The numbers dictated that it was a little that it it was true. Is it still true? Yeah, I mean, for his career, he's 0.3 gained on the field in driving distance. In his last 20 events, he's plus two. In his last 10 events, he's plus 2.4. In his last five events, he's plus 4.7. So whoever that was, I don't know if they're listening. You're great. You picked up that. Um, that may be why he's a little bit more volatile. Like he doesn't know how to control that length yet, but. 
that could be beneficial to him at a course like this. Yeah, and one of those things where you work to get better on one thing and then you, you know, suffer on... elsewhere. Yeah. 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 I think Maybe. he's a good player at 65. Yeah, it's cheap. It's definitely cheap. But I guess you got you got Puntham there at 64, who we do like and feels a little bit more steady, I guess. Yeah, but I, you, you definitely could say Putnam, um, Hughes is the higher upside. Yeah. I think that's a good enough chat for 6K. Like, I don't think you want to get down there too much. I think balance is pretty good this week. Um, are we ready to wrap things up? Yeah. Favourite play, 10K and above. Patrick Cantley, both of us? Yes. 10-5. Would you? Who would you pivot to based on ownership? Like, is there anyone you're ruling out? Like, is Rory a no for you? Rory would be the one in ownership, I think, who's going to go under owned, and I wouldn't be shocked if he played well. Would you? So you'd play him then? I guess I'm probably not going to though. No. Yeah. So he's basically just all in on Cantlay. Yeah, I think so. Or or Rom. Yeah. Nine um, K. We. This is tough because I I didn't come into this podcast thinking I was going to play Victor Hovland. I've kind of talked myself into it at the start. Yeah, I, I love him. I think he's going to win. So for me, it's it's Hovland and Hatton. Like Hat- Hatton's the more, is he the more obvious in terms of safety, I guess, and just a bit cheaper. But like I think like Hovland being that closer to 10K is actually quite appealing. Yeah, I do too. Let's go Hovland for me. Um, 8K range. I, I love Ricky in terms of, I think he's, Coming back, and I think he can win here and finally cap off the form. See, we came at eight. I think it's great. Yeah, for me, I, I like Hideki up top, and then at the bottom of the eight there, I, I go Lowry over uh, Kim and Scott, but I like all three of them. Cool, like that. Seven K, uh, Harris English seven five, Benny Ann seven four. If you wanted a cheaper guy, I like what you brought up about Ryan Fox. Uh, what about you? I like McCarthy, Kucher, and I like Fox too. Cool, we've got a nice mix there. 6K, absolutely love Kevin Stroman at 6-7. Uh, I think that's a really solid play, you know, what that means. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, 6-5, and Putnam, 6-4. I'm definitely going to follow you on the Streelman play. I liked that case a lot. I thought that was really good. Um, Streelman, um, I like Molinari, 6,300. I think it's worth taking a chance at that price. Chez at 6,200. Uh, I think all pretty good plays. Justin Suss, 6,900, I thought was all right, too cheap right like for someone yeah. that um has he not he's not played here has he or has he missed so. no. one cut maybe um like he feels like the guy that is developing now all of a sudden um, yeah 16th last week 26th at the pga yeah it feels like he's he's now definitely got a chance i wonder what kim and would be like for like first round leader but that strikes me as a bet yeah it does it probably probably 180 to one he was one back after the first round at the wells fargo recently mm-hmm. quite hollow yeah uh, 19 times in his career he's been within two shots on the first day he's a first round guy saw saw by the way has played in 2019 missed the cut but that's like when yeah. he was barely even good in the corn ferry right so so it's interesting yeah he is i mean i think that's real cheap considering what he's been doing lately i guess it's one of those ones where like at least he's seen it like a lot of people say like it's not a good first time course but he has played it even if he's missed the cut like it right He's shaken off that kind of coming to Muirfield Village. Do you think people care as much anymore about those sort of things? Like seeing Jack Nicholas as a host for the first time and things like that? Like, do you think everyone gives a shit anymore? Gen Z, they don't care. They're just... No, they just uh, barely exist. It's just an yeah, old exactly. guy in a yellow jumper. Like, yeah, and then he just looks at his, probably looking at his phone when Nicholas is talking to him. 
<laughs> so the fact that he's missed that cut doesn't put me off at all, actually. I think so. that's a good closing point on Justin's, uh, uh, who seems to be finding his game. Yep. Matt, that's a comprehensive guide to the Memorial once again. Uh, good stuff. Enjoyed that here on uh, Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to everyone. And uh, thank you to everyone on this special day um, over in the States. Absolutely. Happy Memorial Day. And uh, this is when Victor gets his first big one. Here we go. That's it. Victor Holden for the win.